It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Monday, November 25th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle, very happy to be joined by Bill Bank Green. Bank, it is, of course, the game week. Ohio State at Michigan, high noon on Saturday. Just five days away. I cannot wait. The Buckeyes are favored by nine points. Just your initial thoughts on this game. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's going to be a great game. Um, really looking forward to it. I think um, it might be a little luster off this one because, you know, Big Ten – titles not in play um Ohio State is going to make the college football playoffs I believe even if they lose this game Michigan can't really win anything by winning this game so that takes a little bit off it you know it's kind of better when both are fighting you know and it's you know winner wins the Big Ten East and heads to the Big Ten Championship but still it's Ohio State versus Michigan and I think you know, uh, there's going to be a lot lot to play for in this game they have got to find a way to break this streak and Ryan Day does not want to be the one that breaks the streak on his side. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be a great game. I think I think it'll be a close game. As I look at it, you know, on this Monday morning, I haven't really dug into it totally, but they're a different team right now than what they were earlier in the year. And, of course, you know, Ohio State is still the same juggernaut that they have been all year. So I'm looking forward to it, and I know you are. No doubt about it. It's like, you know, I say this every year. It's just like almost like for Ohio State and Michigan fans, it's like um, it's like you get your own personal Super Bowl every year. And, you know, it's just like that when that game comes around, like nothing feels bigger. It's just it is so cool that uh, we're part of the, in my opinion, I know I'm biased, the best rivalry in sports. And I know that Ohio State's dominated it, but um, that just made me like it even more. So let's keep that going. As you look at this matchup, I mean, I've watched Michigan, you know, maybe every game except for one this year. I mean, I study them very closely. As you look at Michigan against Ohio State, what concerns you the most from Ohio State's standpoint? I mean, I think every game um, takes on its own flavor. For me, I mean, I think offensively, you know, for Ohio State, they just have to be able to run the football. You know, that's their bread and butter. That's their calling card. That's who they are. Their run then sets up the play-action stuff that has been really successful. So I think they got to run the football. And, you know, the game changes, I think, with each decade. But one thing that never changes is you cannot turn the football over. Ohio State got a great taste of that last week, and I think that will be fresh in their minds. Let's run the ball. Let's not turn it over. You know, from the Michigan point of view, this game's going to come down to their offensive line. I think they've got some playmakers, and I think Shea Patterson can make plays himself, but that old line is, has kind of, you know, been hit and miss all year. And they haven't really run the ball well all year, but they've got to protect him. I mean, they're, they're, their calling card in this game will be getting the ball to those playmakers they have on the outside, the receivers are really good, but if Shea Patterson has no time, 
then it's not going to matter how good those receivers are. So, uh, like every week, I think football usually comes down to O-line play. And I think it will this week. If Chase Young and his buddies are wreaking havoc on the Michigan O-line, then they have no chance. No chance. And if the Michigan defense, which I think is really good, is stopping the Ohio State running game and putting fields in must-throw situations, third and longs, then they've got a chance. So to me, I mean, it comes down to both teams' O-lines and how they play this week and who can control the other side's defensive front. So I think it's pretty simple this week, and I think that's going to be our answer when we – you know, when we dissect this game on Sunday, it's going to be which O-line took over the game. Yeah, I was going to ask you like, what you're most confident about from Ohio State's standpoint, but I think you kind of answered it. I mean, Ohio State's defensive line against Michigan's offensive line, is that where you would be the most confident when you look at this matchup from Ohio State's standpoint? Uh, I think it better be, you know, from their point of view. Um, I, I think that D-line better dominate. I think if you know, Michigan scored 39 points last week, last year against Ohio State, so it's not like it was a, a shutout. Those guys can make plays. So I, I just think, you know, everything is line play to me, and maybe I overrate it sometimes, but I just think if the Ohio State O-line can open up holes for Dobbins and then Chase Young and Tyreek Smith and Jay Sean Cornell and that crew is all over Patterson, I just don't think – I don't think it leaves Michigan a path to win. Um, so I think for Ohio State, everything everything comes down to what happens in the trenches. And if those guys are who they have been all year, then I think Ohio State will win. So, you know, like I said, it took some turnovers last week for Penn State to hang in there. Um, the Penn State O-line had no chance last week. I mean, even without the turnovers, I mean – I don't see how Penn State was going to score too much last week. They had one drive, and one drive is not going to win a big game. So I think get a repeat performance this week from Chase Young and and Tyreek Smith and those linebackers, and it puts Michigan in a pretty tough situation. The Michigan O-line has to come up really big this week, where if you look back last week, the Penn State O-line did not play well at all. This has nothing to do with the Ohio State-Michigan game. It just I want to get your thoughts on Jonathan Cooper, the news that broke Saturday morning. Um, we had the story out there, um, and, you know, we weren't the only one. I think about five um, different sites published it at the same time because we were all tipped off by Ohio State, and we appreciate that. But I thought that was uh, it's a very smart move, makes a lot of sense. just want to get your take on Jonathan Cooper deciding to redshirt and come back as a fifth-year senior next year. I think it's a great move on his part, number one. I mean, it's been a nightmare year for him. It started off you know, in the beginning, not well. And it's just it's been a lost year for him. So I think from his point of view, I think it makes a lot of sense. Get totally healthy, come back to that fifth year, be a leader on this team. Um, so I get it from his point of view. From Ohio State's point of view, they got to be thrilled. They have got to be thrilled to get him back as a health, 100% healthy individual. Um, pair him up with Tyreek Smith and uh, Zach Harrison, and, um, man, let him go. So I, th- I think it's a win-win for Ohio State and for Jonathan. Um, he's a great kid, and you, you hate to see anyone have their, their final year wrecked by injuries. So you, you hope he's 100% healthy and plays to his full potential next year, and we see exactly who Jonathan Cooper is. Speaking of next year, the Buckeyes finally landed their 2020 running back. Uh, I've asked you about 2020 running back recruiting. I think I, mean, I lost count, but I think the last count was like 3 million times. 
they finally landed Mayan Williams. You've joked many times, like, yeah, it's really hard to find your way from Cincinnati to Columbus, but they're, they're finally going to do it for the Penn State game. Um, what happened? You know, why did uh, Mayan Williams finally pull the trigger? And just your thoughts on uh, what type of player Mayan Williams will be for the Buckeyes. Yeah, like I say, I, I think it just took um, getting him up here with his mother. He was at Ohio State, I think, back in April for a visit, and, you know, uh, he was with a couple teammates, and it just, I don't know, it never seemed to progress well from there. And Ohio State went a different direction with, you know, the B. John Robinson, Jalen Knight and Saga, and then Mayan went his own way. So you kind of needed to get all the all the parties back together again. You know, Ryan Day, Tony Alford, Mayan Williams, Mayan's mother, and let's sit down and hash this out, you know, and how often do you really want to see your son play in college? You know, how easy are you going to make those treks to Oklahoma State and Texas and, and even to Iowa State? And how often can he get home from there if you need, you know, if he needs to get home for some reason? And then it's, you know, you look at the Real Life Wednesday program, the Life After Football program. And, and I, I just felt all along, you just can get mine and his mother to sit down with Day, sit down with the academic people, sit down with Tony Alford. Let's everybody get to know each other a little better that I felt all along that it was going to turn out this way. I mean, I put a crystal ball pick in for Mayan to flip to Ohio State within a day or two after being offered once I talked to some people, and they all felt the same way. Let these people sit in a room, close the door, get to know each other, and it'll be over. And, you know, that's exactly how it worked out. As a player, um, he's a little different than – the the running backs Ohio State has recruited in the past couple of years, and I think that works to Mayan's advantage. Um, he is a pile mover. He's a third and one guy, a fourth and one guy, a goal line guy. You know, he is not a change of direction um, flash guy. He's not the fastest guy in the world, but this guy's always going forward. I, I would love to see the stats on all the hundreds of carries he's had in his career and how many times he's been stopped for a loss. And I would bet that number, you could count them on one hand. So this is guy that's probably going to carve out a niche at Ohio State as a short yardage runner. And then we go from there. Um, I don't think he's athletic enough to be real valuable in the passing game. He is a great blocker because he's physical. And his whole thing is not to make people miss, but it's to hit people. So, very physical guy, powerful guy. In the old days, he would be considered a fullback until that position just went out the window. But mine's a, he's an Ohio State caliber player for sure. He's a power five player for sure. When I look at running backs in high school, I like to see guys that are on the field a lot and don't get hurt and guys that are productive. And mine is extremely productive. I mean, that guy will dance every dance. And he's gonna he's gonna gain yards. So I think they like him. I think he fits in good because he's a little different than the typical running back they have. So I think he finds his way there. Um, I think a year with Mickey Marotti and that strength and conditioning cat, uh, group will do him wonders. So I like the fact that they've got him, and I think if he buys into what Ohio State wants him to do, he will have a nice career in Columbus. I absolutely love it. He's the type of kid where if he would have stayed with Iowa State, and he ended up blowing up for the Cyclones, everybody on Bucknuts would be like, well, how come Ohio State didn't offer him? How come Ohio State you know, let this kid slip away? So I, I love it. I love it. Now, are, are they 
Do you think they're done now with running backs in the 2020 class? Do you think they still want to add one more? I think they would take Jameer Gibbs, but we got to see. Um, you know, he never did schedule his official visit with Ohio State. He came on the unofficial. He just keeps saying that he's going to take an official visit to Ohio State. We think that's going to be in early December. We got to see if that if that visit never takes place, he's not coming to Ohio State. So um, Alabama's kind of. You know, they've offered him. I don't know that he could call him and commit right now. Georgia would be the wild card. I mean, that's where he, he probably wants to go, but they have not offered. I don't think they're going to. Florida has offered, and he had, did set up an official visit to Florida. They don't feel all that confident from me talking to the people I know in Florida. So who knows? That's still a, a, That one is still up in the air. If he schedules that official to Ohio State, comes to Ohio State, I think they would take him as, uh, you know, and take two running backs in this class. All right, last thing. I want to circle back to the Ohio State-Michigan game. Now, you mentioned something um, that I was going to ask you about. Um, so you pretty much already answered the question, but I do want to talk about this because a lot of people have asked me this too. Heaven forbid if Ohio State loses to Michigan, <laughs> but it's a close game. So they don't get blown out. They lose maybe on the last second field goal or they lose by one score in some fashion. Um, but then Ohio State goes on and wins the Big Ten title, and it's not a close game. They Maybe you know they're not going to win fifty-nine to nothing, but they're going to handle their business in the Big Ten title game by let's say two scores or more against either Wisconsin or Minnesota. Twelve and one, Ohio State is sitting there. Their only loss is at Michigan. Do you think they would make the college football playoff? Without question, they would be in. Yeah, no doubt in my mind. I don't think it's even a question. You know, I think the only way that they don't get in would be a loss to. Minnesota, that might make it, you know, that, that could cause a problem because I think at that point, I think Minnesota would get in, um, you know, as Big Ten champ over Ohio State. And then you'd have to hope you somehow get the four seed, and that might be tough. I don't know. I, I think a loss this week, and I think Ohio State is definitely in, um, you know, as long as they handle their business in the Big Ten title game. So, you know, nobody wants to think of that. Nobody wants to hear that. But I, I do think they could – I think there is a, a, a clear path to the playoffs if they lose this week. Um, I think if they win this week and then if they would lose to Wisconsin, I think they would be in. The only problem I see is, you know, the loss to Minnesota gets a little problematic, I think. But um, I'm not expecting Ohio State to lose to Minnesota. I think they would be a 20-point favorite in that game. So I, I think um, – the chance of Ohio State losing is this week, um, whatever chance that is. And then I think, you know, I think they're going to handle Minnesota or Wisconsin fairly easily in the Big Ten title game. So, but, hey, that's why we play the game, Dave, and I'm sure Oregon was probably printing their playoff tickets before last week, too. You never know in this game. Great stuff, as always, from the rock star that is Bill Bank Green. Really appreciate it, Bank, and thanks to our listeners out there for tuning in the show. I appreciate that as well. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. 
So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.